Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Talking at the Talon, Season 1, Episode 21, which is the finale of Season 1. Yes, and it's called Tempest. Yes, it is. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And yep, this episode sure was... Watch it and stuff. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not bad, actually. It's just no. like, it's, it's absolutely, totally a part one. Yeah. That has no resolution. Right. So, so all of the... the Finales and right. then, like, season premieres. Season right. finales and season premieres of Smallville are, I think, like, 100% of them, right? Well, are like, I mean, apart from the actual last episode of the show. Right. Yes. Well, uh, yes. But Aside yes, from the pilot and, and the, and the last, last episode of the, of the show, show, they do, uh, yeah, their yes. cliffhanger two-parters. So part part one is the season finale and part two is the, is the season premiere. So yeah. this is only really half of a plot line. Right. Um, or of several plot lines. Um, but, so a bunch of the stuff in this episode is, like, set up, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, but, there's, uh, there's some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, there's some good scenes. Uh, like, uh, like, I mean, so it opens with the, like, uh, Lionel coming in. And well, actually, and like, it opens with what is a very famous shot yeah, in well, Vidding. Right, heavily vitted, um shot sort of panning up on Lex standing on the helicopter pad, like Right, which has the Luther like, Core logo. Windy on it. and I don't know. It's like it's like a good shot. Like Yeah, it's we were commenting on it actually that it's like really cinematic. Yes, definitely. Um but so yeah, that's just before uh uh Lionel comes in to like give an announcement to like, the plant, and, like, Lex is like, are you going to tell me what this announcement is? And Lionel's just like, oh, just, you know, whatever, nothing important. <laughs> and then he, like, announces that he's closing the plant and, like... Because Lionel's a dick. terribly subtly blames it on Lex. Right. Um, well, he blames it on, like... Management. Management. Yeah, so. A.K.A. Lex. Which is just, like, it's... He's awful. Yeah. Um, no, Lionel is a dick. Like, Lionel continues to be a dick. Yes. Right. And, like... They, John Glover actually does kind of a delightful job no, playing he, a dick. No, he often is, is fairly delightful. There's a scene later um, where he... Uh, I think he always does this, or, like, very frequently does this, where he walks into Lex's office, which has double doors, so, of course, he, like, opens both right. of them at once, strides in, and then he, like... Um, this is, like... He, the whole shutting down the plant thing is to try and get Lex to move back to Metropolis with Right, him. because if you'll recall previously, yes, he had he asked Lex to move back to Metropolis and Lex turned him down. Right. So, um, so, but Lionel, like, in this later scene comes into Lex's office, does the dramatic door opening, and then says, like, it doesn't look like you're in a hurry to pack, like, looking around very, like, <laughs> he's such a, he's such a, like, stage actor, yeah. you know? And it's, no, like, really it's, fun to see on television yeah, sometimes. Yeah, he's just fun. He's so much fun. So yeah, so anyway, so Lionel is shutting down the plant, and everybody is super worried about this. Yeah, so I mean, right, they're, like, worried about and the general effect on, like, Smallville's economy, which could be really bad. Chloe might have to move right. to Metropolis. Right, because Chloe's dad actually shows up since he's the right. plant manager, and he shows up in a couple of these right. scenes. Right, and he would probably need to, you know, move to somewhere else to get a different job. Right. Uh, right. Um... Yeah, so after after Lionel's announcement that they're closing the plant, they cut to a scene where Jonathan is reading a newspaper. Yeah, it's the Smallville Ledger, and the headline is like, it's like, Luther Court plant closing, management problems cited, yeah. but it's cited spelled S-I-T-E-D, which is the wrong word they meant. And like, we were like, wait, did that just happen? And we like, paused and rewind, and we were like, oh yeah, that just happened. I actually posted a picture of it on the Twitter, if you yeah, guys so go check that's the Twitter. But amazing. Like, and yeah. then also we discovered in pausing to like, look at that, like somebody all actually wrote out a whole article because yeah. it's not filler text. No, it's not like Laura Mitzum. I didn't even it's... see any repetition. No. Uh, so no. Somebody, somebody actually like, put a lot of work into that. Right. So clearly properly like proof somebody in the Smallville prop department really cares about their job, but uh, probably does not have an have a degree in English. <laughs> or I mean, 
who knows? You don't actually have to be good at spelling to have a degree in English. Well, okay, fair enough. But, but that's, uh... Yeah. Pretty bad. Well, and just, like, I, the thing with, with that I always think with stuff like this is, like, it's not really that bad for someone to have made that mistake. It's how many people didn't notice it. Right! Right! <laughs> but, you know. Like, seriously? Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. So, like, Jonathan is, like angry at Lex about the plant closing. Right, because that's potentially going to... non-specific, you know... Well, it's potentially going to affect the farm's bottom line because they're struggling financially already anyway, and people moving out of the town reduces their customer base. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's absolutely a bad thing for them, but, like, it's just not actually Lex's fault in any way. Right, but if Jonathan finds ways to blame Lex for things that aren't even connected to him. This is a thing that is connected to him, him, and also Lionel, like, basically publicly blamed him. Right. And the thing is, Jonathan doesn't actually have information that would necessarily... really. Although Clark, like, pretty obviously, even before he goes to talk to Lex, like, knows what was actually going on there. Um, Right. But... (sighs) Excuse me. Um... Right, but Jonathan doesn't necessarily yeah. have any, like... Right. So anyway, but yeah, there's, like... So then, meanwhile, everyone's, like, excited for prom, uh, which, like, Chloe and Clark are continuing to do the, like, awkward, like, Clark is... Clark, like, says in this one scene, like, I'm going to prom with you because I chose you, not because you're, like, second best or whatever. Right. And it's, like... That's not true, though. Yeah. That's so obviously not <laughs> did, actually true. Did, did you, though? Did you, I mean, you, he's, though? like, trying really hard. Like, he's clearly, like, wants to be interested in Chloe. But yeah. just, like, isn't actually. Because they keep awkwardly, like, barely touching. Like, he kisses her on the cheek in one scene, and it's, like, they just, oh. he's not interested in her. It's so, like, oh, it's so awkward and, like, kind of painful to watch. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean... Yeah, no, we were watching that scene at the lockers where Clark, like, awkwardly kisses her on the cheek, and, like, I had the dog in my lap, and he was, like, licking my face, and, like, I'm pretty sure that was more romantic than the scene we were watching on the TV. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, man. Yeah, it was bad. Um, which, like, yeah, man, it's, I, I kind of feel like, actually, that it's kind of a good, like, thing, because that is actually what they're going for. Like, yeah. they're absolutely hitting the thing. Although it makes it absolutely impossible for me to even, like, contemplate reading, like, Clark Chloe fanfiction, kind of. Like, to really buy into yeah. that on any level, because no. it's just so absolutely not no. there. No, no, no. I mean, apart from the fact that I think Chloe, like, deserves better than Clark. No, I literally at one point yelled at the screen, have some self-respect, Chloe, you deserve so much better. But yeah, so, prom plans, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, and then, like, there's a scene where Whitney t- is taking Lana on a romantic picnic uh, yes. to tell her that he's he has already he's, enlisted in the army. And he's, and leaving, he's leaving forever. He's leaving before prom in, yep. like, a week. Forever. So, like, that's goodbye. Great. And Lana, he's, like, so, like, he's like, I'm doing this for us, which is nonsense. No? What? Um, no! No, you're not! And and no, he asks not. Lana to wait, and Lana, like, doesn't actually respond to that, which I kind of feel like, Fair. like, good for her. Yeah. Like, fucking no. No. Right. Um, she's a freshman in high school, she's not gonna wait for her boyfriend who joined the army. To get back it's from not... the army after an unspecified... No. Also, this is 2001? Yeah. This would have... Like, this would have aired, like, less than six, or just, like, about six, a little, uh, under a year after September 11th. Like, it Mm -hmm. was, I'm trying to remember the timeline. We were pretty young. But, like, that's, like, right around the time when literally everybody was being deployed to the Middle East. Yeah. No, he would have absolutely been actually deployed. Um, Although, I think later... He, we see him, and he is deployed somewhere, and it, like, totally isn't somewhere we were at war with. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going uh, on there. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> um, okay. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's so, like, I don't know, Lana's one, like, actual consistent through line is that she is just, like, 
abandoned and not like she's never like nobody stays with her and makes her their priority right and like she even says something like right before he gets into that where she's like to about like Whitney like wants to thank her for supporting him when is with his dad right. dying and everything and she's like yeah I would never like I would never like abandon you when you need me and it's like her whole deal is like no one will do that for her right um Ugh. and oh, Lana like this if anything, this this rewatch of the show has, like, really solidified and clarified for me, like, how angry I am on Lana's behalf no, about, it's like, like it's what like, this show does The thing her. is that she's so absolutely underwritten and stuff, so, like, when you're just watching it, it's really easy to not to just be like, she's a bad character. Right. And, like, not care. Which right. she, like, is a bad character. But it's like, when you're paying this much attention, it's so, like, it's just, you have to, you know. Right. I think the thing with Smallville, too, is, like, any... Any character, really, to make them make sense, you have to do a lot of, like, your own work. Right. right. Um, and, like, who you spend time doing that with is sort of up to you. And yeah. I had, like, mostly just done it with Lex. Yeah. But, like, you can kind of do it to other characters. But, like, Lana's story, when you do that, is just, like, I don't know. Sad. Everybody so leaves her sad. and she doesn't ever, like, find any, like, solid ground. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it just makes me so angry on her behalf. Yeah. So, and then there's, like... I actually... It reminds me of the, um... Oh, what was that YouTube series in, like, the mid-2000s that was, like... If Disney princesses had gay best friends or whatever... Oh, yeah. Or, like, fairy tale. It was just, it was just that if you had a gay best friend, it was yeah. just general... Right. Like, yeah, yeah, right, because I think yeah. they did one for, they like, the giving tree stuff. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I kind of feel like... Yeah. My dad dressed up as... The gay best friend for Halloween one year. It was really funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you like already had the scarf and everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like I kind of feel no, like I want like a like oh, gay best friend thing for Lana here. God, well, just no, like somebody to be like, just like, just like, get I, away from these people, right? Like, just go like, find like a normal wanna, like, life somewhere else with like people the who will like care about and just you. be like Lana, honey, go you to deserve nice things in California or something, and right? like ignore them forever, right? Just I mean, oh. alternately, maybe like start dating Chloe. Um, yes. <laughs> That is, that is like, alternate option two, which would also be legit. Like, honestly, I am very much, like, Team Lana and Chloe should escape from the show together because they deserve so much better than all of the boys. No, although my other thing, right, mm -hmm. is that uh, my consistent headcanon that she has this, like, unconscious meteor power aura that makes people care about her, right? Right. Um, in, like, kind of a, like not great for her in the long-term way. Right. Plus the, like, idea that Pete's meteor power could be, like, neutralizing other ah, people's meteor powers could yes. be really great for, like, yes. Lana Pete. Yes, um, Which there's, like, no setup for, like, a lot of Pete is a thing that only occurs to people because, like, that's the thing that happens in, in the, the comics, comics at yeah. some point. Right. Um, but, like, but I can like actually, setup, like, actually... I can actually see them getting along well together if, like, they just never interact on the show, really. Well, um, I mean, Lana is so there to exist as a love interest and only as a right. love interest. And, and like, Pete is the incredibly just, underwritten best right. friend. And, like, leaves pretty early and stuff. Right. But I feel like they could actually, like, later, like, meet up and, like, kind of commiserate about, like, how sidelined they were by Clark. Right. In different kind of ways, but, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, and that combined with the, you make a good point, like, the, the sort of, like, fan and meteor powers they have. Right. Although, I like, the Pete thing is, like, actually only from that one fic, but, like, makes a lot of sense. Yes. For Pete. Right. Like, right. if you were to have meteor powers. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Anyway. Um, so that's headcanon times. Yep. Um, but yeah. Getting back to this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, like, there's this, like, okay, so yeah, there's this... Uh, conversation Lana and Clark have where they both are like Clark is like Chloe might be leaving and like Lana's like Whitney's definitely leaving and then they're both like well, well these people we're dating now won't be here maybe so uh, which is just like it's the worst so awkward um, it's not really less awkward than the stuff between Clark and Chloe no, although it's based on different, like the awkwardness yes. is a different source. It is a different type of awkwardness, but it's still it's, it's not awkward. it's not no, really that's less absolutely awkward. True. That's no, absolutely not. Um, but so yeah, yeah, that's like 
So, yeah. And then, I mean, if there's kind of a lot of different plot lines here. But, yes. like, Clark ends up going to the prom with Chloe, and, like, that whole thing is, like, all the way through just awkward. He's trying. Like, no, he's absolutely, He's like, trying real hard. He, like, yeah. gets her a corsage and, like, requests that they play her favorite song <laughs> which, prom, which, which is by Remy Zero, apparently. Remy Zero is playing their yes. prom. Remy Zero, who do the theme song of Smallville. Yes. So they start out play, playing the theme song and then play this other song that apparently is the song. And everybody's like, oh man, I like this band so much. Go yes. Remy Zero! And I'm just like, stop. No, nobody, was, I don't. It was actively embarrassing never, to watch. I, if I didn't care about Smallville, I would never have heard of Remy Zero. Right. So no, like, I don't buy that. Nope. Nope, it was terrible. And, like, IDK, we weren't paying that much attention to pop no. music in 2001, but also... See, I feel like I've looked this up, though, and, like, Remy Zero uh, was maybe a one-hit wonder. Maybe. <laughs> uh, they had... They were... Either one of their songs or just that band were kind of weirdly popular in somewhere, like... The Ukraine or something. <laughs> oh, uh, one of those like yeah. <laughs> big in Japan kind of. I haven't checked this in a while, so like my details are not probably accurate. Sure. But like, I don't think they were a big band here at all. Yeah, like, this is not. No, it was it was real embarrassing to yes. to watch. Um, but yeah, no, like, and there's this conversation where where Clark is like, yeah, see, like I'm trying and like I'm still here and stuff, which is like, which, like what and a Chloe's low bar. Like, like you're literally and like, Chloe's here. like genuinely like. Yeah, you are. I'm really impressed. And it's just like, he he is Presence. literally there and and not ignoring you. Is that your bar, Chloe? That's yeah. really your bar? That is so sad. That then, is so sad. Then, of course, they get the news that, like, there's tornadoes touching down on the whatever side of town. And Clark, like, knows that's where the bus station is and where Lana was going to be dropping Whitney off. Um, and, like, just on the on that amount of evidence, like... Lana might be over that way, and there are tornadoes over there. He, like, leaves. Yeah. Which is, like, he doesn't actually know that she's in danger. Nope. I mean, it turns out she is, of course. Obviously. But, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so backing up. So, Lana goes to drop off Whitney at the bus station. Right. Um, they just continue to have, like, the worst conversations. Oh, there's, oh, yeah, there's also the scene right before that where, like, uh, as oh, they're yeah. heading to prom, Whitney is like, so first of all, he's like, it's been a, he's like, he says like, it's been a weird year for us, which is like, yeah, dude, you like practically tried to murder me yep. like, at the beginning of it, but sure. Um, you know, it's chill, whatever. Right. Like he apologizes actually. Right. Um, which, okay, fine. sure. Yeah, it's been a while, I guess now. Um, and like, they are kind of friends, I guess. I mean, they've had non-hostile interactions. <laughs> yes. Um, But so, yeah, he, like, Whitney, like, asks Clark, well, first of all, he says, like, he says, like, Lana isn't sure about our relationship lasting when I'm away, which is true and also correct. Yeah. Um, And, and, but I am sure. And so I want you to, like, look out for her, which makes it sound not just like he's saying, like, if he was saying, like, Clark, you're, like, a dude, you should, like, protect her from danger while I'm gone. That would be shitty enough. Right. But it kind of actually sounds like he's saying, like, make sure she doesn't, like, date someone else, which is the worst. Um, and to- I mean, and some of that is, like, reading into... No, but, like, like the way that like, those statements are set up, I no, don't quite I, know what else he could have meant. I don't disagree. I um, don't know. It's shitty any way you cut it. No, it's, it's absolutely... Like, and actually, to Clark's credit, he does not want to agree to do this. Yeah. Like, he is reluctant, and then, like, finally Whitney kind of, like, is like, no, dude, you have to say you'll do it, and he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, um, pretty much. But he clearly doesn't actually want to do that. Right. Um, which I think is, like, actually good, because right. that's bullshit. No, it's super bullshit. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, and then, like, Whitney and Lana say goodbye at the at the bus stop. And she gives she him... She gives him her necklace. Yeah. Her, her, which has the kryptonite. Right. For luck. And he says he won't lose it th- that, this time. So it's like paralleling the, the... Yeah, calling back to the pilot. Pilot in which she gave it to him for luck. And I don't know, like, she... she I remember her having it, like, in later seasons. So she must get it back at some point. But I don't remember how that all works. Yeah, we'll see if 
they actually follow up I wouldn't up on be that. surprised if that does follow through. Right. Um. Um. So yeah, and then Whitney leaves. Yeah. To which to a gray on a greyhound to Wichita. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, Lana's driving back and like crying, and then three horrible CGI twisters oh. show up. <laughs> this is some of the worst special effects we've seen all season. Which like we've complained about the special effects before. Part of it is that it's television budget. Part of it is that we're watching these on in. In HD on a very large screen from something that was just made 15 years ago that was never meant to be watched in this high definition on this size of a screen. That said... It's pretty bad. Wow, this is bad. (laughs) Wow, it's real bad. Just, yeah, it looks fucking terrible. So, like, we watch a horribly, horribly CGI'd barn get torn down by some really horribly CGI'd funnel clouds. And Lana, like, freaks out and gets out of her truck. And then... And then... Tornadoes and gets back into it? Yeah. Which I don't think really makes sense. Yeah, we were like, girl, no, lie down in the ditch, come on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> You that's should know the drill here. Uh, like... Yeah, they, they are in the middle of But I mean, country. certainly don't Get out of your truck and then walk down the road towards the funnel clouds yeah, and then stand there staring at them and, and then, then walk back. Get like, back in. yeah, no, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, yeah. And so then, like, Clark shows up and her truck's being pulled up and they yell at each other. Uh, and that's like where that thing is left cliffhanger wise. Oh, uh, well, she's in her truck yeah. and then the truck gets picked up by the yes, funnel cloud. Right. right so. And um, and then yeah, she's yelling Clark and he's yelling Lana and yeah, that's it. Um that's where the episode ends. But um before Clark left the prom, uh he was dancing with Chloe and they were like about to kiss. Yeah. And then the the And then yeah, they interrupt they were interrupted by an announcement by I guess the new principal. Or the assistant or, principal, or yeah, whoever's filling some in for the sort of administrative authority yeah, figure. Their principal died recently. Yep. Uh, is like, yeah. So everybody a- needs to go to whatever their storm procedure is. He actually doesn't say that they should do. He says they're not supposed to leave the school. He doesn't say to go anywhere. They definitely should go somewhere. That was what they would happen. They should. I uh, mean, I guess but- that gym looked. Pretty internal, yeah. actually. I didn't see That's any true. windows. But, so. like, yeah, he doesn't, they don't, like, he's just like, you should stay here. And yes. he says that the tornadoes are kind of not in the same place. Yeah, him, and but. Clark is, like, worried about Lana, and Chloe is like, you stay here, I'll go try and call her on my cell phone, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. And, and then, then when Clark she leaves to go call her leaves. on the cell phone, Clark leaves. Of course. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know how he's going to explain to Lana, like, how he got there. No, I think that might, if I'm remembering correctly, she might not actually, like, fully remember him saving her, because she gets, like, knocked Uh, out pretty quick. We'll (laughs) see if there's some convenient amnesia when we, when we watch the next episode. But anyway, yeah, that's basically the, like, uh, teen drama bullshit segment of this episode. Yep, pretty much. Um, And that's also how Whitney gets put on a bus, literally on a bus. He literally leaves on a greyhound. Yep. So... No, it's like I also like how quickly can you enlist in the army? I don't have any. I mean, like, clue. I I don't actually know. So like, maybe you can like sign up and be like on a bus at the end of the week, but that's basically what happens here. Yeah, he's like, maybe I should have like told you about this plan before I actually signed up, and it's kind of like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, probably, you should dude. have probably. Yeah. I mean, it's your life or whatever, but like. But also, just, like, if you wanted her yeah. input and approval, then right. yeah, you Which probably you could, like, should have included You're, like, her asking for her approval and, like, for her to say that she's gonna wait and all this stuff. Like, that's, yeah. You can't expect that if you're just like, I've already signed up, bye! Right. <laughs> right. Like, here's the thing. You're... You don't actually, like, owe your high school girlfriend. No, you super, like, you super don't. But like, if you're gonna ask a, a, her for this... An amount of input in this type of decision. However... If you're going to ask her, like, yeah, like, let's stay together and will you wait for me? And, like, that is going to, like, be a, that's gonna be be a, huge a part factor of in life. this. Then, yeah. then, yeah, you should have probably clued her in that you were thinking about doing this earlier. Yeah. Right. 
Whatever. Man. Um, so the other thing is like following on. Well, so, okay. Lex has that piece of the spaceship that he found in a field. The little octagonal key. Yes. Which he is like keeping in some little like. It's like a. It's it like might a, be lead lined? Why would it be lead lined? He doesn't know that things should be lead lined. I don't know. No, I mean, it's just like. It's like a little box that like opens on a hinge but it's like literally just big enough for this like flat little flat thing like it's like the size of a i mean it's like the thick the thickness of a coaster yeah but a bit smaller right right um yeah so that's very confusing to me yep um but yeah nixon uh comes by and I can't even remember what he says when he shows up at Lex's place. He's just like IDK. Well no, first he um first he um does the thing with Clark. In right. The okay, um, so he attempts so first Nixon, the reporter guy, um attempts to well, okay, so he suspects that Clark yeah, he's, is Yeah, he suspects that Clark is tied into the whole deal. Yes yeah. powers or whatever. Right. So he like uh blows up that, like, rigs the truck to blow up. Right. And films Clark, like, and, getting yeah, out and of so, the Yeah, explosion. so he's standing outside, like, he's he's in his own car, like, outside the farm, and is, like, watching Clark, and he's filming the whole thing. So he waits until Clark climbs back into the truck, and then, like, yeah, triggers detonates an explosion. the explosives. Yeah. So the truck blows up. Like, it blows up a lot. Yeah. Um, and well, then, like, I think this is the first time that the... Kent's truck has blown up. I think they so. They blow up cars a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, they're, the Kent's cars have definitely been damaged, but probably not blown up. Right. Um, but yeah, so like he, um, the, the, and like Clark getting out of the explosion is like, his like jacket's on fire and then yeah, he like his, rips his shirt and, yeah, off. And his shirt is all like in oh, tatters and he hilarious. rips it off and so he's all shirtless. But then like miraculously, his pants are totally intact. Great. But I mean, it's like also like, so, um, this guy is just like sitting, Nixon is just sitting in his car a little ways away with a video camera. Yeah. Before the truck exploded, Clark was jamming, um, fence, fence posts, posts into the ground with his hands. Yeah. He was literally um, like building a, a fence, like, with his hands, no, like, sledgehammer tools or anything. So, like, Nixon could have also totally just been filming that, like, and not have to have set up anything. Basically what I'm saying It has to be dramatic! Well, I mean, like, I, I think it actually totally makes sense for Nixon to do the thing. Like, yeah. Because that's much more dramatic and stuff. Right. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, Clark should look around before right. he does power stuff. Oh, Clark. Just... Oh, buddy. Because he clearly just isn't. Yeah. Um... Uh, and then, yeah, so, like, Nixon, like, talks to Clark in the Talon and, like, tries to kind of... Intimidate. Intimidate him a little bit. But yeah. then, like, Lex shows up and pretends he does not, he has never met Le- Nixon, but, right. like, makes him go away. Yep. Um, and then, like, tells Clark to stay away from him and, like, to tell him if he keeps... Harassing him. Harassing him. him. Yeah. And then Nixon shows up in his office and is, like telling him that if he doesn't want this information like that he doesn't tell him what it is exactly Mm -hmm. but but he does like specifically mention like both the kents and like the idea of a spaceship right or like the idea of something that fell in the field like he links those things yes so yeah um and then like Lex tells him to that he's not interested in to stay away from the Kents or whatever, but Nixon right. is like, well, I could go to Lionel, or I could go to, you know. Right. Yeah, um, no, basically he threatens to go to Lex's right. father if Lex refuses to, like, yeah. pay attention to him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he steals the little octagon doodad. Yes. Um, and then... So Nixon goes to the Kents. Yes. And that's like as the storm is starting, he he uh he goes to their well he so he's bugged them too. Oh man. Right? Oh, because my Clark goodness. doesn't like check oh, for bugs either. Oh god, you guys um, are just so like He's bugged them and they're having this conversation about him and like they specifically mention the storm seller for like no particular reason. Whatever you do. Don't go down into yeah, the storm right. cellar. 
um, which is great. That's good job. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, he goes down to the storm cellar, um, and with the key, which is like, or the octagon, which is the key for the spaceship or whatever. Yeah. Because it like floats out of his hand and like locks into the spaceship, and then like Jonathan and Martha are heading down into the storm cellar for its stated purpose of yep. sheltering from storms. Right. Um, because there are tornadoes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and find him. And Jonathan is, like, just, like, hitting him and stuff. Like, they're, like, yeah, yelling also, and like, stuff. And, like, so they find him down there, and Jonathan, like, attacks him. Yeah. And Martha is, like, yelling at Jonathan to leave him alone. Right. And, like, I'm not sure what, like, what is Jonathan actually going to, like, do beat him up? I don't fucking know. Like, that's like, that's like, yeah. The thing is, like, if Jonathan just beats him up, that's going to accomplish nothing. Right. But Uh, I I don't think Jonathan cares or is thinking about that. No, totally. Absolutely. Jonathan doesn't, like, yeah. Um, but so that's happening, and this, the tornado's starting, and then also, like, the key has, like, activated the spaceship, and it, like, floats and glows and does some awful-looking CGI shit, and then, like, flies away. Yup, yup. Um, and then the thing with the plant is Lex is trying to organize a buyout. Right, this is the Lex um, plot. And he can he says he can raise 90%, 90% of the funds. Yep. Um and he can also get like enough of the board members to so, agree to it. Right. So he calls, like, the upper management people right, into the, his office. And it's basically like, I trust you and I think you guys trust me to, like, right. and I... And keep this plant open if we, like, right. if buy we it. Buy it, yeah. Make a whatever. And, and um, yeah, and then then all the the people who who give money to the buyout, all the, like, plant be, yeah, workers will be share, minority short shareholders. Right. Um... So, like, yeah, I and they keep talking, like, I guess most of the people who are going to help him to do the buyout would have to, like, mortgage their homes or take out loans or something. Yeah. Um, And then I'll, there's also this thing where, like, Lionel says that he doesn't have enough money except he has to go into, like, his mother's yeah. money, which I didn't quite understand because surely that would just be, like, if he inherited it, I don't know, it would, that would be part of his funds that right. he would just consider... His money. his money. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Well, no, he said he had to go into her shares. I don't, I don't know if there's... Dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, he could well, have inherited um, her IRA or something. Yeah. You know, there's stuff that would sort of be marked a bit separately. But, like, I, it still, like, would all be just, like, yeah. part of his money. No, if I know. It. I so, know. Like, I don't, I don't quite, know. I don't know why Lionel would be, like, surprised that he would be doing that. Right. If that's money he has access to, then it's money he has access to. Right. Um, but, yeah, anyway, then Lionel, like, buys the Smallville savings and loan. Uh, yeah, he so buys he the bank at Smallville. He would have so... control of, like, right. the, the people. I, I, I... See, this is not a thing I know anything about, but this is where I start to think maybe that doesn't make sense. Um, it made sense when we were watching the no, episode. No, I, I don't really now question that I it, like, hugely, but, like, can you just buy a bank and have that much control over... Like, okay, that's... so theoretically, because banks, I mean, well, they're... I mean, they're, yeah, and they're privately owned to some yes, extent. Yes, they're, they're, they're privately owned, they're governed by the FDIC, but... I mean, they are privately owned. I don't know. It seems somewhat questionable that he would be able to do this I mean, quickly. If it was... Also, like, he just, like, yes. Lionel, like, Lex made this move of, like, trying to start this buyout, and, like, the next day he, like, owns a bank. Like, I don't know. Maybe? Uh, I don't know. I This is not shit I know anything about. No, I don't know enough about about the structure of yeah. how that would work. But whatever. That's kind of where I'm like, I don't know if this makes sense, but it probably makes, like, enough sense for this television yeah. show. I mean, um, it probably makes more sense than a lot of yeah. other things that this television show does. Sure. Uh. Yeah. Well, and also I was thinking, like, in the first scene where he does that, like, speech saying the plant will close, like, he's, it's so clearly set up as, like, a troll move yes. on Lex, but, like, I feel like it would also be horrible PR for him. Because he's basically yeah. like, this plant is doing really well, and I I want to congratulate everyone. Also, it's closing. Lol, bye. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Like, how much actual, like, 
coverage coverage would that get? Well, that's, no, I mean, and that's the thing where, like, the, in the modern age, I kind of feel like you could potentially get enough, like... Oh, yeah, with, like, out, social with, like, media social stuff. social media yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, 15 years ago... 15 years ago, that's eh, not so much the case. That's yeah. true. Right. See, but, like, I, I kind of have the modern mindset, I think, of where, right. like, I'm, like, everyone can just share everything, so, like, someone would film that and, like, you know... No, but, but I mean, pre-smartphone, pre-Twitter, yeah. pre... Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, and then, like, uh... Lex shows, or Lionel shows up uh, at the at the mansion in the end, and like, it's basically like I don't know. He's like all over the place because he's like in earlier scenes. He's like, if you want to like compete with me, you're going to have to raise your game. And then like he shows up in, in another scene and is like, why are you fighting me? We're father and son, not oh enemies. God. And it's like, okay, dude, but like you've literally like talked about how your enemy is, like, constantly, so oh. I, I don't think that's gonna work. Lionel is just, like, <laughs> the worst person. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, explicitly so. Oh, absolutely. Like, totally but on like, purpose. But, like, yeah. it it's very much works. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like... Well, and then he gives Lex a whole speech about... Napoleon. I mean, no, it's like Alexander the Great. Or Alexander the Great, sorry. Um, right. Where, which doesn't really, it, it's dubiously relevant. Yeah. Um, like he's saying that on Alexander's deathbed, somebody asked him who he would leave his empire to, and he said to the strongest. And it's kind of like, okay, I don't really know what you mean by telling this story right now, but sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Lex, and then Lex. Says another thing that also doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, he says, like, I believe the phrase... He doesn't even say phrase. I believe the term is cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war. Of war. Right. Which is, like, one, that's not oh, a term. Said, yeah. And also, like, what? What? What are you talking about? No, it's all very, just like, what? <laughs> but is... whatever, it's very dramatic and shouty. And yes. that's, like, there's all lightning and stuff. And then Right, like, and then the window the shatters. shatters. Um, and... So clearly, like, the storm has hit the mansion, and a bookcase thing falls on Lex, and then, like, a pillar falls on Lionel. Yeah, well, so, like, a pillar falls on Lionel, and then, like, another pillar is, like, broken in this way where it's, like, like, maybe it's going to, like, ceiling. Yeah, it's, like, broken in this way where it looks like maybe it's going to fall and, like, stab him, basically. Like, in the face. Right. And Lex is, like... Has, like, managed to get out from under the bookcase, but it's, like, bleeding very dramatically from his, like, like above yeah. his eyebrow. His eyebrow's bleeding, so he's got, like, blood just, like, all over around one eye and dripping down the side of his yeah, cheek. Yeah, it's which is, super like, dramatic Dramatic looking. as hell. So it's, like, obviously this moment of, like, and, yeah, so, like, Lionel is, like, asking Lex to help him out, and obviously yeah. it's this moment where we're supposed to be, like, yeah, oh, so, no, like, Lionel Lex is, might, like, let him die. reaching out from, like, under the pillar and is, like, Lex! Help me! Yeah. No, All I can it, think of is the Lion King. <laughs> sure. That's fair, I guess. No, but it's like, man, I don't know. I, I can't help just be like, oh god, just let him die, please. Yeah, right? Like, like everything would be so much god, better. God, you could just, like, spare so many problems. Just everything. Yourself and, like, everybody. No, everyone. Just, yeah. Lionel's it, it'd be terrible. Much, much better. Oh, save a lot of lives. Totally. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> Lionel's terrible. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, that's most of it. Oh, there's the scene, um, the scene where Clark is getting ready for the prom, oh, and Lex yeah. comes up and, like, helps him tie his bow tie, which, which is, is also very vivid. Yeah, I was and, just like, gonna say, that's also in a ton of it. Cute. Um, yeah. And then they also have this, like, they're talking about, like, Clark is, like, asking him about, like, his dad or whatever, and then Lex starts, you know, this thing, like, well, I guess my, it's complicated, and then he's like, oh, my dad, like, our relationship is built on a foundation of lies, and, like, relationships like that can't last, and then, like, it's a good thing we don't have that, and it's extremely on the nose, but, yeah. It's so, it's, it's so, why are you like this? Yeah. Why are you like this? Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's like most of the things. So he we're showed like, yeah. up. Yeah, he he, he had a prom date who was black. Yep. Which I always sort of think is like a little bit like 
how like every every how time many black people no, are in well, this just like that every time he's dating someone town. it's like a oh, right. black girl that we've never seen before and it's like because like it would we couldn't he couldn't not be dating a black girl or like you know okay show yeah i mean like well doesn't he he's he's like going out with uh amy adams yeah, well, episode. he almost goes out with Amy Adams before he she... He has a date to yes. go out with her. That's true. But, like, she generally, gen- it's, it's like he, a lot of... The, when when he shows up in the background on a date with some girl we yeah. never see or hear from before or after. Yep. Um, but well, yeah. but, I mean, also, Pete shows up so rarely no, that, that's like, like just we sort practically of forget he exists in between yeah. No, he didn't actually do anything in this episode. He just he- was present. Basically. Yep. But yeah, so we're left with the, the, the cliffhangers of, like, is Lex going to pull Lionel out of the thing? Yeah. And, like, is Lex going to save Lionel? Is Clark going to be able to save Lana? What is he going to tell Chloe? Yeah. And then uh, Jonathan chasing after oh, Nixon into right. the storm and the spaceship flying away. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so there's a Jonathan, lot of cliffhangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Many cliffhanger. Yeah, so there's a cliffhanger in, like, every plot, basically. So, uh, that is the end of season one. Yes. Um, Lex Evilness rating for this episode. One for menacingness. Yeah. Nothing I, else. No. He doesn't one, actually do anything except for try and save one. a bunch of jobs, so. Yeah, no. Like, one. Yep. And it's really only a one for, like, the foreshadowing stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, like... The shot of him with his eye all bloody, which is oh. very, like, evil-looking. Right. Although obviously not... Right. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the... Is he going to let right. his father die? Yes. Although, I mean, like, I think it's clear that he is, like, considering that. Right. But I don't think we can knock points for, like, thought crimes, you know? Fair enough. But, so. like, but the intention of the show... The yes, is medicineness. Which is... Which... What a one is. Yes. So... So, Lex Evilness rating, one. Uh, yeah, we don't have any, like, there's no deaths or anything. No, no. yeah, no deaths, no convenient amnesia. Um, no, like, there's nothing, the only thing that's actually resolved, actually, in this episode is that Whitney is put on that Whit- bus. Whitney is put on the bus. The end, that's it. Yep. But yeah, so there's not a lot else to... Yep, pretty much. Um, um, we'll talk a little more extensively about a lot of parts of this in when, yeah, when the plot lines are yeah, actually resolved in, in the, the premiere of season, of season two, two when we resolve all of these plot lines in part two. But um, yeah, so I think um, Rex. Yep. Uh, okay, so this thick is called Après les Deluge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's by The Spike, uh, and it is not available on Archive of Our Own. It's only on Level 3, uh, which is an old Smallville archive. I literally did not still up. realize this still um, existed. Yep, apparently so. Is this I the only still... Smallville-specific archive that still exists? Because um, Smallville slash Archive all got ported over to AO3 and Open Doors. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as I And I think I know... another one just went down. Yeah. Um... But so this is, like, a really short, uh, this was actually written, like, I think, Oh, was this dr- written during the during hiatus? During the hiatus. So The Tempest had aired, and they, they, this person was, like, speculating a little bit as to how some things would be resolved, but not actually, like, using any. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, like. Like, retrospectively interesting. Yeah, no, it is. Um. And it's, it's, I really like this bit because it kind of, like, sums up some of the, like, uh, so like I was saying about, like, you kind of having to do work to, like, make most of the characterizations on the show make sense. Like, you can kind of, like, figure out a lot of stuff about, like, how Lex might be, like, why Lex might be doing the stuff he's doing, but you kind of have to, like, do a certain amount of, like, Yeah. yeah. Um... But this involves, like, a lot of stuff that kind of lines up with my own, like, headcanon that way, in terms of, like, s- overall in the first season, Lex kind of thinking of, Le- of of the thing that happened with Clark as, like, <sighs> miraculous and sort of, like, redemptive, um, 
And like him having, he's like, he's got a very, like, I think for one thing that he sort of like super narrativizes his own life. You know, yeah, in a way that sure. like like totally makes sense because like Lionel's constantly like you're Alexander the Great or right, whatever. Like right. you would kind of end up doing that, sure. Um, but like he talks in the show sometimes about how like about when he was pulled out of the river and mm-hmm. stuff like that being like meaningful in some way where he feels like oh god, um, hmm. like it has to have happened for a reason. This is I'm. <laughs> Uh, this is where I start thinking about wait for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I can't help but connect things and everything goes back to Smallville, even when things are much, much better than Smallville. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. I mean, also, Hamilton is, like, a current main fandom. For no, me, I know, but, so. but like, t- so sort of the, the thing in Wait For It of, like, if there's a reason I'm still alive, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the way that Lex is thinking of stuff is, like, that this, that, like, he should have, quote-unquote, should have died. Right. And Clark pulled him off, pulled him out, and that had, there had to be, like, a reason for that. And right. so, like, he kind of, like, turns that into this whole story of, like, Clark being his chance at, like, redemption and stuff. I don't know. So the, this fic uses some stuff about that, and it's, yeah, it's cool. Um, okay. So cool. But anyway, yeah, so it's, like, uh, it's a it's a short little, like, Lex point of view ficlet, and it's really interesting from the point of view of, like, what this is actually, you know? Sure. We didn't, the, people, sure. We, the person who wrote this did not know any more than what was in season one. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, because, like, yeah. Not a lot of, I don't, I, even with, like, wrecking stuff, you know, for the show during mm-hmm. season one, a lot of them have been written later than that. Sure. Sure. All right. So, um, I am wrecking a fic called Five Things That Aren't True by Basingstoke. And, um, part of the reason that this fic is significant, basically the main reason that this yes. fic is significant, is not actually due to the content of the fic, but because it was actually the first um, five things fic in, like, the modern internet era. Yeah. Hang on, um, actually, let me pull up the Yeah, we. The I looked at the fan lore entry, because um, uh. I, I actually, I saw the, um, the summary of this fic is, yes, this is the first five things story ever written. And right. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, like, I checked the fan lore entry, and, um, and apparently there were a couple of, like, right. zine so there's, fics. There's a, there's a fic in 1981. There's a Star Wars one. In a zine. And then a Blake 7 story in 1999 that it may have been online. Right. But, but this but. is the, this was, so this was posted, it, in 2001, in November of 2001, so it, it was actually posted in, like, fairly early season one of yeah. Smallville. And, um... And it really made the five things format take off. Yeah, like, from because... It. Which, like, actually, I feel like I... It's sort of gone away now. Like, I haven't seen a lot of no, five things recently. No, it hasn't. I have a five things draft in my G-Docs right now. It has not gone away. Okay, okay. Uh, I Possibly like that seen... might just be the fandoms that you're reading I guess in. so. Um, I feel like I've seen a little bit less of it than I did, like... Yeah. Possibly, but again, but, I think that that is more due yeah. to, like, fandoms and, like, sure. fandom-specific trends. Sure. Um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, so this was, like, so. the first... This was, if not the very first, like, basically the five things story that is basically responsible right. well, and I'll, for like, I'll the fact like, that it's an entire modern genre of, fa- of right. fanfic fan fiction genre in, like, the modern age. Being, especially, like, given that it's titled, like, Five, five things. things That Aren't True, yeah. which is just exactly the, like, totally right. the format of the thing. Exactly. So, yep. Exactly. So, basically, it's just, like, five little, like, not actually connected scenes. Yeah. Um, and they're all kind of interesting, um, to varying degrees. A couple of them aren't really AU, they're just, like, yeah, they're just little, like a possible. They're just scene. like cute little scenes. No, ones the at one, a supermarket, um, ones where they're stargazing yeah. on a car. The one that I so I did read this ages yeah. ago, and the one that really stuck yeah, with me was so the was second say, one. Yeah, um, so the 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 one that I think by far, like I would, you know, I wreck this story like no. partly because it's just like cool and meaningful because it's like essentially the first five things story, but also like 
the the second of the five things I would literally just like wreck on its own because so this is um it's a interaction between I assume it's at like boarding school yeah right um and it's an interaction in the middle of the night between Lex and Bruce Wayne right and in that Bruce is like a little older a little than bit him, older right? than Lex yeah and. Basically, like, Bruce is a little bit older than Lex and, like, even weirder than him. Right. And they, and and it's the middle of the night and basically, like, Bruce is, like, lurking in the <laughs> shadows in the gym like a weirdo. Right. And, um, and Lex is coming back from a sexual encounter. <laughs> yes. And they have this, like, weird conversation, and it's just so, like... No, it feels, it just absolutely feels like, yeah, like, I just... I love I, it. I kind of, I think... I love it. I think I, it got kind of put into my personal headcanon a little bit. Yeah. Because the thing is, I don't really buy, like, I, I it makes sense for them to have, like, gone to the same school or whatever. Sure, sure. But I can't really buy them, like, actually knowing each other very well. No, um, no. Like, people write that sometimes, I think, and it's sure. like, okay. But, like, I, I sort of don't think they would actually, like, get Well, but as, like, adult business rivals, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, right. But, like, even, yeah. As kids, like, it makes sense to me that they would, like, cross paths. Right, but not, But like, not really know, know each know other. Each other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so this is just, like, a weird little scene with, like, teenage Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. And it's, it's great. I love it. Um, it's just short and weird and cool and yeah, like totally headcanon accepted. Yeah. Um, and the rest, the rest of these are also like kind of interesting and varying from like sweet to like disturbing in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it's pretty short. Yep. And, yeah, uh. Yeah, both of these wrecks are pretty short, so you can go yep. check them out. Very yep. yep. Historical. Yes. <laughs> Fandom historical. So. Yay. Significant history stuffs. Um, so yeah, so I think that's... That'll wrap up this episode. And yeah. yeah, we'll get back to you with like the actual conclusion of all of these plot lines yes. next week. Yep. Tune in next week. So thank you guys so much for listening. For those of you who have listened to this whole season and gone on this wacky ride with us, uh... We appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast at the iTunes store. If you like, maybe leave us a review. Tell us what you thought. And uh, be sure to tune in. We should have a uh, season wrap-up little, like, bonus episode up uh, later this week. And then we will have the conclusion of all these storylines and... Uh, up with the first episode of season two next week. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Only 195 more episodes to go.